toast To the cars and the clothes To the ladies and the hoes To the bar, to the clothes and the now. Actually, let me make sure I got enough space on this hard drive Talking all that shit <laughs> the, Yeah, I got about 20 gigs, so that should be good Um, But yeah, um, I'll start this off as professional as possible um, welcome to episode 15 of the Super Gen World Podcast. I got my man DJ Tyukin on the mic. Tell the people how yo, you feeling, brother. Yo, yo, yo. I am feeling pretty good. I got an off day, you know. Kind of gloomy over here, but just chilling. Feeling good. How you doing? Doing extra good. Got these loud ass dogs in here. Everybody trying to get on the mic today. Ain't nobody want to say nothing it's all morning, and now as soon as I hit the button, then they want to talk. That's how it always works. It's always works. like that. It's always. Mm-hmm. But man, um, just to get back on um, on rails here, um, why don't you tell the people what you're playing lately? With um, what games got you where you are now? What's your inspirations? What's your motivations, man? Ooh, that's a lot. Uh, what I've been playing heavy right now because I just got it. A few months ago um i've been playing a lot of the versus capcom games that's what i've been playing heavy. yeah always uh, good choices always man so um for my birthday this year i was like i want to spend some money on something and i was like what going to spend money on they had the arcade one up marvel vs. capcom machine now i'm in a studio apartment i shouldn't be uh putting this in an apartment but uh yeah be fucking heavy Fuck it, them, did you get the one with the, the Wi-Fi built in so you can actually play sure that? Did. Okay, sure you can play that jump online because I heard them they got rollback on them joints. Yes, sir. I was like, excuse me. Sure <laughs> and then like, so this is part because I'm not heavy in the community because I like I only got one, but like I, I read all the information on it. The screen on it is really good. Yep, like, they are crispy. They are extremely crispy. Ridiculous, like. Of course, putting playing the ghost games on the CRT are gonna look better, but this is like the second closest thing. You get the crispy pixels, right? But it's also bright, and then it's color tuned correctly, so like it just looks like you in an arcade. You just have to put that track mode on because when I'm like doing dishes or cleaning the house, having that track mode, boy, listen. Marvel versus Capcom, yes. Yeah, Let's go arcade. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> get ready, true believers. Yeah, man. Boy, that entire shit hit uh, different, dude. brother. It hit Dude. different. Man. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been on lately. I've been trying to get back into um to Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. I never really Ooh. stopped playing it, but I just got it to where I can play it extremely comfortably. Because, um, you know, I got that modded Switch situation. Oh, yeah. And so I got the entire Dreamcast library that I fuck with on there. So that's Ready to Rumble. That's um Sonic Adventure 1. That is Dynamite Cop, which is Die Hard Arcade too. We already know what that is. Um, and I got a few other ones up there, but I got that Street Fighter Three Third Strike, the Dreamcast version specifically. And that, when it comes to how it's the way it's able to move on the Dreamcast, and the way that the the switches, that compatibility for the Dreamcast is mm. on. If you got it plugged up to the TV. Or you just got it in handheld mode. Both ways, it's just there's no drop frames, so there's no latency, there's no lag. Yeah. Um, it's one to one performance with the actual Dreamcast because I got the legit Dreamcast and I tested it just because I'm nosy like that. I'm like, okay, let me see what you do. Because if this, 
the Switch is doing this. Let me see what you do on the regular hardware. And lo and behold, that bitch is crispy. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's how I've been. I've just been on that. And I bought Tekken 7, the entire se- the entire DLC pack, got the mm-hmm. season pass. And I can't beat the first stage of the story. I want to play through the arcade ladder, but I'm like, no, nah, let me get through the story. I try to put it on the hardest difficulty, and Tekken 7 is whooping my ass. That's your problem. That is your problem, right? Because you play mostly 2D fighters, right? I play 2D. Now, I come from Tekken Tag 1 and 2, Tekken 3, and 4. A little bit of 4 as well. So, I got hands in Tekken, but the computer in 7 is like, got a vendetta against the, uh, like, it got, that's... Nah, bro. Nah, nah. So, no. That nigga crazy. (laughs) What what fight was it? I was trying to... Was Akuma the first fight, or was it the second fight? I think Akuma is, like, the third fight because I went up against Hiyachi first and I think Ooh. I was playing as Nina. I think you're playing as Nina or you're yeah. Hiyachi and you're fighting against, I don't I don't even, I think you're playing as Nina first and then you're going up against Hiyachi. I can't get him. I can fight all of the, the, the enemies that pop up, the soldiers, you got it, they all coming towards you. But as soon as Hiyachi step in, it's like I got to quit because I can't oh, just, I'm 12 man. L's in. And I'm like, I got to change how I'm fighting. No, nah, man. Yeah, so I play mostly 2D fighters. And, like, my buddy was like, hey, we should play Tekken 7. My buddy is a professional Tekken player. So I was like, okay, let's play. Getting the wall comboed. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not touching this man. I'm like, I don't, I think he just wanted to do it to beat me. And he, right. He got that little, get that little smirk. He get that little smirk, like, yeah, you can't touch me. But, like, man, look <laughs> at this little nigga think he about to touch. Did you whoop his ass? Please tell me you whooped his ass. No, 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 no. He applied no, hands. I, there's no, because, so we'll, we'll get a little bit into it, but I, I collect mostly fighting games, okay. but I don't play competitive fighting games. So Smart. what I mean by that is I play fighting games to get a rush. I play the arcade ladder. I'm satisfied with the game for a little bit, but I just want to play different ones, if that makes sense. I understand that because the overall aesthetic of a lot of 2D fighting games have surpass time itself like you can't tell me there is a more beautiful game than let's take one that came out fairly recent skull girls mm. skull girls is i feel is going to surpass depending on however long this technological advancement time frame we got right now whatever era this is mm-hmm. the next three are going to look at skull girls like how we looked at like lion king and shit that animation style since it's hand yes, drawn it'll it'll transcend time Yes, sir. And same with Street Fighter 3. Same with Dark you know, Stalkers. You know one is actually on par with that? The Arc games. The Arc System games. from the yes, 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 and yes, yes, yes. Them shits are going to last forever. Oh, my God. Because, like, so Fighters is my favorite video game of all time. Dragon I understand. Z- That's and, probably and one of the most beautiful games ever crafted. Created, period. That shit. Like, it's everything I've wanted. Because we were just talking about the Marvel's Capcom games. Mm-hmm. Fighters is everything I've wanted in a video game. Period. That's the, like, I feel like it's the natural cousin of Marvel 2. Like, that is where it went. Because oh 3, they started using 3D models. But, like, Dragon Ball Fighters, even though they are 3D models, they don't look like it. No. And that, that's one of my reasons I don't. They don't Again, look like it. And that's why when we're playing, I tell you, I don't play games competitively. Marvel 3 competitively. It's probably fantastic. It's great. 
I don't like its art style as much as two or one. So I, I don't play that. it as much as two and one. And I also don't like the music as much as two and one. It's a great game. Mm. So let me but tell you put, about the yeah, music. The music with three. Because I'm with you on that. I like the music in vanilla Marvel versus Capcom 3. I hate the over epic music in Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. I feel like with the, 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 what's that thing called? Like the Avengers music that they put on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in Ultimate, it's like, you feel like you, like now it's like actual superhero music where vanilla Marvel versus Capcom 3, that soundtrack has more of an actual Street Fighter sound to it. It's a little bit more synths in there. It's a little right. bit more upbeat, like it's way more Capcom in, right. in execution. Where Ultimate UMVC three is literally like epic superhero stuff, like style. Like this is you. You got everybody here. And I got an unpopular opinion, though. Hit. I got an unpopular opinion. I hate. I hate uh, seventh gen Capcom music. I, I don't like it. It ain't. Like it, it ain't it, bro. After three, okay, let's be real. Let's get very real. At, when we saw Street Fighter 4 announced, right? That first trailer that dropped for Street Fighter 4, it sounded like it was about to be that shit. Like it started off the, um, I can't remember the name of it, but I could hear it in my head. It's like, you hear that? But oh, oh, we about to do something. And then it switched that, it dropped into the vocals. I was like, Okay, I this shit. Singing on the track, and I'm about to go rapping a fighting night. No, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> shit. And then the rest of the music before don't hit that same energy for me. It sure don't, know. It don't no. hit that shit. Because Street Fighter 3, you hear that damn, but like I got chills right now all over my body. You hear the main music of Street Fighter 3, Third Strike. Da, 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 da. Well, Third Strike, yes. Let's get it on out, man. When you hear, well, as soon as you start the game up, you hear the, the the Capcom insignia, so you hear that the the, the logo yep. music. Yep. That bass hit you. You be like, what the Ooh. fuck is this? So make your first move. It did every song, every yeah, stage song. song, the game over music, the oh, the, the countdown music, the actual when you're entering your name into the um the credits, like when you get all that music hard. I'm trying to figure out who was like, you know what, you know what Street Fighter needs. Street Fighter needs drum and bass. Yeah, it needs like late '90s, like underground hip hop. They need that. Um, no, you know what would be real hard. And this is what? just what we was talking about the other night. Yuzo doing a Street Fighter soundtrack. Mm. Getting Yuzo okay. to do a Street Fighter soundtrack solely. No help. Nobody else with him. Just him. I can't I can't handle that, dude. That's too much. That would fuck up the ecosystem. <laughs> that would throw Street Fighter is Street Fighter means so much to me. Same, That's why I said bro. Fighters mean so much to me, because it's basically Marvel's Capcom, but Marvel's Capcom and Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. That's my life, bro. Like Alpha Two. First time I played it was on Ooh, Alpha. Yes. Oh, yes. and you know what's it's messed up because like the first time I played Alpha Two was on a tab. I had a, a Galaxy Tab One. Okay. For a week, for a week, there was this emulator, and I, I shouldn't have downloaded it. It was called Happy Bee, and it already came with ROM. So me, I was like, 11 I know. Or 12. Exa- I know exactly what you're talking about. And plead the fifth, and don't don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> when I was little, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, I started typing developers. I'm like, can you add these games? 
which is I should have never done. But we need but, uh, all of this. <laughs> we need all of this. Yes. So when Street Fighter Alpha 2, I played it the Super Nintendo version on my tablet, and I was like, this is amazing. Nice. And then you play the the copy I gave you, the uh, Street Fighter Collection one with the yeah. gold. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it transcended. And Ooh. let's actually talk about that real quick, the difference between the versions of the consoles. So mm. <clears throat> I come from the Genesis with Street Fighter. Right. Um, Street Fighter 2, um, I think it's the new Challengers. That was the, the Genesis version. Um, yep. Didn't have Akuma. Um, didn't have, I think it had, it was the first version with the super meter that they added in. <laughs> so still wasn't super fast, but it had the foundation of what Street Fighter would become. Right. And then from there, um, my mom started dating this dude and cool as hell. Um, me and this dude's son actually got along and I'm still looking for this guy today. I think it was Michael Donaldson. Bro, I'm looking for you. If you ever see this, hit me up. And my man's um, actually, we decided for a week, I'll let you hold the Genesis. And he let me and my brother hold this PlayStation 1. And when we swapped it out, he gave me all of his PlayStation 1 games that he was rocking at the time. And mm-hmm. we, we let him hold a bunch of Genesis games. But then my mom was so dope. She took us up, um, all three of us. So me, my brother, and the dude that she dating, his son as well, all three of us took us up to the um, local video store. And that was Hollywood Video. Yeah. At the time. Took us up to Hollywood Video. And she just let us just rent games for the system. She was like, like we got these in the house. Everybody can get one game. And right. so I ended up running. I grabbed Street Fighter Alpha 1. Okay. PlayStation 1. Right. Um, my brother ended up grabbing what was it? 007 Racing mm. on PlayStation 1. 007 Racing. Because uh, he, he's, he's the like I love Bond but my brother he encapsulates that energy. He fucks with Bond heavy. That's my brother's shit. Yeah. And my boy Mike picked up um, for the that was the Genesis. He ended up grabbing actually Streets of Rage 3. Even though I had a copy, it was just at my grandmother's house. And yeah, so he grabbed Streets of Rage 3. So I'm telling you, this was Friday night. So we had the rest of Friday night, Saturday, and all day Sunday. And we was running Street Fighter Alpha first. We Mm. plugged it up and we were sitting there. Nobody seen it before. We all fucked with Street Fighter. It was like, what the Mm. fuck is Alpha? We turned that shit on and that cutscene start. We all just sitting there in awe like, what the fuck? fuck is this mm-hmm. and Anime. yeah we was like oh my god like they and then we didn't know the lore at this time so we didn't know that this was like the setup of street fighter one like the original what led up to that bullshit mm-hmm. and it was just like a mind fuck moment and then from that then we went tried 007 and all that shit and that game was like wait bond can't get out the car what the fuck is this shit but that soundtrack with 007 was racing it as hard as fuck. <laughs> that sound. I gotta look that up there now. That's a good soundtrack. And um, yeah, from there, man, it was just like, we was just diving in all these games, but Street Fighter Alpha is like, we would just stop playing everything else. But no, we gotta go back to that Alpha. I found out how to unlock Akuma. Found Rose was unlockable. It was like, who the fuck is Rose? We made up our own lore, but hey, bro, this is Bison's sister. That's how we always do all the games. 
She got the psycho powers. Mm-hmm. Oh, psycho power, she she uh, she's like a like a tarot witch type of character. Yeah, she she would be able to throw like little fireballs with her scarf, and she was like, oh, she she kind of fire. She can nullify your Hadoukens. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, throw, she throw that scarf. Uh, I was like, oh, so she really just don't give a fuck. Like, she is a, a full-blown monster. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, like, from there, we ended up going, and I ran through and just basically unlocked everyone that night, but realized one thing. I was like, I want more characters. And then realized I was so late that Alpha 2 was already out by the time I played this. Mm. And then this is when I found out about the Dreamcast. Yeah. When I played Alpha 2, saw all the characters that was in it, the advancements of the fighting engine, <clears throat> had me fucked up for a big minute. And I was like, oh, this that control. Cutscene, that cutscene with Akuma coming up. Yeah. Oh, man. You hear those notes hit? I was like, man. okay, dead Capcom ain't normal like at all. And this is still before... We played Street Fighter 3. So, like, lining up that to see the progression of animation styles, of how the combat works, the music, it, like, I feel like to this day, they have not peaked Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. And I'll even say Second Impact is still high tier in Street Fighter mechanics and execution, too. But Street Fighter 3 as a whole is just, that shit is otherworldly. And I feel like ever since then, they've been stepping back. Like, I don't know if they, these 3D models, I'm cool with it, but they need to go back to their hand drawing. Like, they, yeah, I think they, they're missing something there. They're missing something. Well, yeah, because the 3D models, they're still using, well, they're using 3D engines for it. Mm-hmm. And they just don't animate. They don't feel the same. They don't. Just, they functionally do the same, but like, they don't have the snappiness. They don't have like the dang he got hit. You yeah, because I mean? you see everybody canceling animations and frames in <clears throat> with three D cool. models. It's apparent, like you could tell that it's cutting. But with I, Elena, yeah, Elena, her she got, she got, all, she got a movement, but it's all drawn. Oh man, the way that they had her, like she was running at sixty frames and the game was running at thirty. And you could see every frame of animation. It was like, bro. Like, like, <laughs> oh yeah, gosh. that movement was litty, like beyond normal. That was man. I, I remember the first shit. time I played Third Strike because uh, my dad bought the anniversary collection for we had it on PS2, but the one I played heavy was Xbox. And I was just playing Third Strike and I was like, Why is the game so hard? Right, <laughs> why is this game so hard? But I'm like, It's so pretty. The soundtrack is ridiculous. That's a good version to play, too. Because that was yet, yeah, oh. yeah, that was a really good version to play. Man, I, I was walking home from school, and you just get... So, when I got my first job, I'm sorry I'm going to, uh, out of order, but I, when hey I got man, my first just, job... You good. Amazon. They had a special, because I was 16. They had uh, the Street Fighter anniversary set. So, that had four. It had versus Tekken. It had third strike. Okay. And it had um, uh, HD2. HD Right. Actually, you, you said you said the twenty fifth anniversary collection. Yes. With the, the the black box. With the CDs. Yep. I got mine right here next to me right now. Yes, as we sir. speak. I got mine right here right next to me. I just make sure that we on the same page. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. We so on the same I ripped, page. I ripped all them CDs because that's where I want to start making beats too. Because I was like, I want to flip these. Smart. Rip all them CDs. I still got them joints. Ibuki's theme. 
in both versions of the third strike. Oh my god. Just so everybody know, in the visuals, I'm going to just cut in a snapshot of the box here just so you can see the box that we're talking about. I'm going to cut it in right here. It's uh, 21 minutes in. Yeah, I'm going to cut it in right here so you can see it. Because that shit, primo. (laughs) I got it for for $25. Good man. Yeah, you got it it for that good. Because when, when GameStop would have stock and they would just be sitting there and Walmart as well. Just take them. Just they would just point. be like, like I got the um, <clears throat> the Quake Champions. Mm-hmm. It was a big ass statue of one of the enemies from Quake. It came with the full game, and Quake Champions is free to play. But the statue had extra DLC with it and a bunch of other shit. Right. <coughs> the smoke got me fucked up. <laughs> um, it was only cost me like fifteen bucks. That's not bad. But his regular price probably like, cost you more. Right. It was just like for everything in there that was going to be in the package, it would have cost more. But I bought that package and it was like 15 bucks for the statue and all the DLC. And I got the sweet ass case for it. And it's off a of PC. That's not bad. I was like, look at that. Speaking of that, right? Back to the Street Fighter set real quick. Why did I not know uh, Khalil was on that set? Bro, listen. Like, the what? day the day that we found out about that, because <clears throat> I remember the day I was I was I was working at GameStop at that time, uh-huh. and I had been in the community maybe about four or five years at this time. So I like I I was already vibing with everybody and working with folks, right? Because I got brought in with um, from Ricey K and Aces, so I came in literally from the mm. YouTube side with the boys. Right, and while I'm just because at the, at first I'm literally I'm doing the gaming thing already on my side, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was really just trying to find my sound musically at this time. Right. So I get I get introduced to um to Sage, I get introduced to uh, to Khalil. I end up just like I just start vibing with all these dudes' beats, and. <clears throat> It was more than just the music, too. I actually felt like, oh, these are real people on the other side of this internet thing. Like, these are actual, like, real human beings. Seeing the shows that they was um, throwing. Mm-hmm. Everything. And I was like, I don't want a piece of the pie, but I want these people as not only friends, because we all got got likewise interest, but it was a respect thing also at the same time. Right. So I'm sitting here like, okay, if we all doing the same shit, we all just need to stay in contact. And I got people's real life phone numbers and shit. I was like, no, nah, we go, we all gonna stay in contact with this because all this internet shit could go down tomorrow. And look, it's been now. It's 2021. I've been with these. I've been like fucking with these people for at least like 14, 15 years of my life. Wow. Like that's how long I've known these guys. Damn. Um. Yeah, Aces basically gave me um he gave me full reign of of all of his old beats, so I'm able to use all of them whenever. And I just let him know about yo, some new shit drop, check it out. Cause he don't be online like that no more. Right. And then Khalil, once we figured out like that shit, because I used to fuck with the Universal Video Game Musicians, the UVGM. Yeah. And that's how I found out about oh. Everybody does the video game shit. It ain't just music. It's the video game shit. Right. 
that's when I was like, oh no, these niggas are family. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, these niggas yeah, are family. Dude. Cause um my uh Staple. Staples is is he's on that that um project too. He got a song up there. Um <clears throat> Khalil got a song up there, and there's someone else too that's that's in there that has it. And when we found that they were on there, it was like, oh. That's crazy. These niggas are plugged in, like Man. like, oh shit. <laughs> One that that's good for that 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 shows their work ethic, right? And that yes. shows like that that they're they're that good, right? Right. One thing we also got to give credit to though, Capcom been new. Yeah, look, right, man. So we talk. We were talking about in the in the chat. Uh, we were talking about getting infinite on song, which I we got to figure out how to, that's gonna work, right? That right there needs to happen ASAP. Like, that needs on to happen. God. <laughs> on God. <laughs> Yes. But we I keep talking about Rand. I talk about Rand all the time. Who who gonna get signed by a like a, a like a freaking video game company to rap video game raps? Right. Honestly Not only that <clears throat> and the official Marvel vs. Capcom 2 uh Marvel vs. Capcom 2 mixtape that they made had like Caleb Quali, had Raekwon on it. Mm-hmm. And that Rand and Storyville. Are on that album. I'm trying to find it because they have it on record. Yes, they and do. Every time they, it's only it's, it was two hundred dollars. I didn't have two hundred dollars at the time. And now somebody trying to sell it for a thousand. I'm like, I'm not doing. God, that. <laughs> that's a lot of bread, <laughs> dude. You know how much I could do with a thousand dollars? Like, get out of here. Like right now, shit. That is. That's life changing. Like, no. That'll help. That'll help for a good little bit right there, right now, oh, for real. I would give it my soul for that album. But anyway, like Capcom knew. Capcom's like we got these dudes. They making they making dope music. They love our stuff. They love rap music. Let's just let's give them give them some stuff. Let, right. let, let them uh, work it out, you know. And I really appreciate that about them uh, because they really seem to care about the community, right? Facts. This is big. And facts. especially we can keep it a buck. Like the black community love fighting games, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Man, stuff, look. Right? But, but oh. I could talk about 40 years about Mortal Kombat. Now, like, Street, Street Fighter's my shit, but Mortal Kombat? Man. I got a spiritual connection with that shit, and I don't know why. It's weird to me. I don't know why. I feel I feel you. But my dad taught me Abacab when I was five. Man. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> he got me that Genesis. He already like, he put get... you on gang, <laughs> literally. Well, yeah, because I, I talk about my dad a lot. I wouldn't, ha- I wouldn't know any about any of this stuff without this man, like, at all. Because he, he used to work at EB. I think he was okay. a manager at EB. Um, and he he was heavy into it. He imported me a first print of Dragon Ball Final Belt when I was like five. Ooh. And I messed that joint up. Not mad about it. Uh, no, not that one. Like, that's one of them is like, it's cool to have, but are we playing Final Belt? It's, it's not the point. There was only 10,000 bait. Damn. That's a... That's a Damn moment. <laughs> yes. And he, he's like, I paid seventy dollars for this game. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? But you should have put that in the fine print. I would have read it. <laughs> and, and but yeah, like all those games and stuff. I, the reason I play this stuff, the reason I make the music I make, is all because of him. There you like, go. You have any Street Fighter? You have any uh, Mortal Kombat? Now, of course, me being the dork and having free time, and not having wife and kids, I went kind of heavy into it. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, let me get in the lore. Let me get in the this music. Let me let me see how this works. Right. You got the time. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but but yeah, he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna let you play these and 
Yeah, man, like, I love it, man, I do. But, <laughs> but man, I that, 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 that's pops right there. Like, that's when you when you know, because I'm the same way about my grandfather, man, because he, he the one that got me into Sega Gen, like, like, period, really, because my mom's was um, Nintendo, Zelda, all of that shit, but my grandfather was um, Sega. Yeah. He was the one that that got me into Sonic and all that shit. Ooh. Sonic soundtracks. Oh my goodness. Changed my life. The look. Oh Sonic mixed with Streets of Rage. Fuck mm. out of me. Like that. Mm. What's that one Sonic 3 song? I mean all of them, but like Fuji flipped it. It was a it was a palace. Sand Palace. Um, did he do Sandopolis? I don't know if he did Sandopolis. Oh, uh, um, him and Legendary flip this one song, and it oh, where's Legendary at? But him and Legendary flip this one song. And I, I I never heard the actual Sonic soundtrack for it. Oh man, like, the way they flipped it, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Fuck but you then up. you go back and listen to the regular version, and I'm like, I like this one better. And that's Fuji, right? So I'm like, this is right. This is good, you know, like. Sega soundtracks in general, and we were kind of getting into it before, but like, they just hit different, man. They got they like really that, they, that grit to them while still feeling triumphant, if that makes sense. Which makes sense. That's what, you know um, what I mean? that's one big thing about, honestly, like a lot of how Sega was even handling themselves um, at mm-hmm. that time. It was like, yeah, these are ports of arcade games getting put on a home console. Nintendo was really doing that because a lot of NES games, Mario 1, 2, and 3, um, Kirby, I believe, as well. No, Kirby actually was not in the arcade. Um, Punch-Out was. Punch-Out was in the arcade. Um, I think Golf was in the arcade as well. And, yeah, there was a bunch of NES games that was in the arcade, so they brought them home, but they were still with the same architecture. Right. Sega, though, they had legit custom chips and board sets made for the arcade machines so then they had to redesign the games to come home and i think that that's where the genius crept in because redesigning these for a one-time buy you buy it off the shelf boom it's yours forever i got my cartridges right here with me chilling right and knowing that you're still wanting to play those games over and over without having to drop a quarter man like, think about the design philosophy that has to go into that. Why am I still playing Streets of Rage 2 right now? Right. That was an arcade arcade game. Like, and I ran through that a few times in the actual arcade with a yeah. stick, and it was uncomfortable. That sounds like <laughs> And it was not comfortable to play in the arcade. No, 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 no. no. <clears throat> but running that with an actual six button pad well at the time three button because mm-hmm. when you that got that controller. that core pack with <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I love that three button still this day that shit comfortable as hell I know I didn't have a three button until late yeah man no, that sounds listen, weird you want to hear something really weird this is gonna be a sidebar but this is gonna be funny as hell this is a true what? story I did this me and my brother did this <clears throat> yeah I broke one of my belts and I was in maybe seventh grade yeah, going. <laughs> yeah, about seven grade. I broke one of my belts, and I don't remember if I broke it. Like actually trying to use it, I was getting big and shit. I was just like, "Damn, the bitch ain't working." I looked at my Genesis controller. I was like, "How long is this cable?" And then I wrapped it around my waist and realized that that shit was literally a perfect length to hold my pants up. 
So I was not thinking and be like, hey, this could be like some kind of fad or anything. <clears throat> and you ripped the cord out, didn't you? I didn't rip the cord out at all. I took my main actual Genesis controller and wrapped it around my belt loop and tied it in a really cool knot to where I didn't damage the cable and used it as a belt for two days until I went and bought a new one. Yo, that's hard. That is kind of hard, though. <laughs> I deadass did that that's- shit, and I was rocking it. And it came in handy because there was a uh, Primal Rage tournament going on in our game club at school and i sat down and whipped out the the controller (laughs) off my belt in one motion (laughs) i was like who the fuck want the hand (laughs) i was like who the fuck want the hand yes yes i had that bitch like whipped back like but I had my glasses on at the time, so I had like the evil, the evil anime nigga glint through the glass. You couldn't see my eyes. I was just like, "Who want the hand?" And I lost. <laughs> I lost, but it was fun. It was fun as hell. But I'm not gonna I, lie. If I saw you in high school, well, I was, I was, I'm a dork now. But if I saw you in high school with a Genesis as your belt, I would pop so hard. Man, look, I would pop so hard. it was a thought process to where it's like I know it's gonna look crazy. But then my internal spirit was like, but do you give a fuck? No. Does it make you happy? I'm like, I'm chilling. Ain't nobody already going to bother me because a year earlier, I kind of got like, not popular, but this dude literally like tried to come and bully me on some shit, spit in my face. Mm. And I whooped his ass. And when it happened, um, ever since then, I've been a pacifist. I don't like physical violence, even though I'm like, I'm trained to fight and shit, but I don't like the, I don't like causing harm um, amongst people. Dude spit in my face and I smelled it. <clears throat> ever since then, nobody ever fucked with me on school grounds. Nothing like that. It was it was weird. <laughs> it was so weird. So I was really like, ain't nobody gonna touch me. They might they might they might roast me, but. My brother and everybody else is quicker than I am with the with the snapback. So it's like if anybody wanted to come up and go, boy, you had to you had to step accordingly. <laughs> so I didn't right. give a fuck. <laughs> I didn't care, but I loved it touch though. Who's gonna touch me? Mm-hmm. That was funny as hell though. I did that shit for two days straight, and it worked you both just times. Take one good woman. It's just that one. Mm-hmm. It's just that one. Your life will change after that. That shit was different. I didn't want to do this shit, but it was just like, dude was fucking with me for three days leading up to a Friday. Pushing me in the hallway. I was just like, man, that's a half a week of fucking with me. And he spit in my face. And I smelled it. And he's still like standing here. He ain't spit in my face and run and try to avoid it. Like, he want me to whoop his ass. But I didn't hit him first still. though. Mm. So I still waited until he swung and then I let him have it. But outside of that, I plead the fifth. He's still good. We the principal actually made me and him shake it out. So we could. We actually had to like like nah. And I came in there on some man shit. Just like, look, we already we threw hands. It is what it is. You want a beer type situation. Let's just grab some. So we cool to this day, actually. Me and I do. Oh, that's cool. Me and I do still cool to this day. Very interesting to think about. Very that's interesting. That's very cool. Very interesting. That's very cool. Yeah. 
Genesis controllers. <laughs> it all stems from there. I just now have an image in my head, Jen, with the with you doing the the rope whip from Super Castlevania Four. Mm. Just what a Genesis control, like actually like holding the button and spinning it around, like doing the full. Like no, nah, we got full motion over the whip. We're gonna make circles. <laughs> Fucking Super Castlevania with that control was. Who they snapped? Oh my goodness. Speaking of control. Yeah. Metroid Dread. Haven't played it yet. Bro. I can't stop thinking about this shit. I heard it was good. I had games I played throughout my life that I'll never I'll never be able to forget. I'll never be able to forget Mischief Makers on the 64. Right. Never. I'll never be able to forget Star Fox 64. Ever. Right. As long as I live. Obviously, Streets of Rage. We know how that goes. Yes. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom. When you first seen that title screen pop up mm. and you hit start, and that girl said, let's go crazy. When she said Ooh. that, I can't forget that. Yeah. Metroid Dread has this thing. Whenever you get to a save area and it's a new one yeah. you haven't come to, Samus takes her cannon and like uploads it to this computer like a USB drive. And there's this voice, this woman computer voice, sounds like Microsoft Sam. And she just says, uploading data. Ooh. With an echo behind it. Bro, that gotta be one of the hardest voice samples I might have ever heard in gaming history. Like that, and this is new. This has never been in a game. This ain't never, this is new voice acting, all that shit. It is that hard. And you hear it a lot throughout the game. It's just, that shit is hard. <laughs> that, so we're, we're probably going to hear it from one of the group members. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely about, because look, I have three songs written about it already, but I'm not sure how to go about dropping it. And... If I can weave the stories into Angel Island 5 for December, I might do it. That's the next album dropping, too, by the way. Angel Island 5 is dropped on my birthday, December 28th. Oh, cool. So that's the new project dropping. Um, I'm going to have to talk to you about that off air, by the way. We'll make it work. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got some, some shit I want to do. And I, I can get everything done within three weeks, so I got, like, mad time. But I got some awesome shit. Some awesome so ideas. Need, so you need heat is what I'm hearing. Oh, most definitely. Okay, oh, okay. most definitely. We'll talk about it off the record. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got something for you. I got some ideas for you. And um, yeah, man, like when it comes to that, I may incorporate a story hook into that. But Metroid Dread, I'll never forget as long as I live. That might be one of the best games I have ever played. That's up there. It's up there with the ones. Like that's crazy. You know what's can, can we talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. When that game first launched, not launched, when we first saw the trailer for it, everybody who didn't collect old video games or play old video games like that ain't worth sixty dollars. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, I got my guy at work. Like, yeah, he plays video games, but he played like two K or he ah. played. He's not just a two K guy, but he plays more like Western 
big grandiose stuff when he has time to because I got um, you. for coworkers. Okay. And he goes, "Yeah, bro, I just got the switch. I'm getting, a, I'm getting. A, we call it the swole lid. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting the swole lid. Uh, that is funny as hell. That's it's a big we'll, bitch. Yes." <laughs> <laughs> So he's like, I'm. He's like, I'm going. I'm going to get a switch now because I want to play as Metroid. But when a swole leg comes in, I'm going to get it. Whatever. And he don't even play games. He don't play like those type of games. And he's like, Bro, this is one of the hardest games I ever played in my life. And Bro. I was like, Yes. What? Because yes. me, me. There's people at my job, right? Because you, I can't go too deep into where I work. But oh no, I got you. Yeah. My, <laughs> yes. Keep it low key, but I got job, you. <laughs> right. The people at my job. That collect old video games. We talk about old video games. We talk about arcade machines. We talk about the retro tank. We talk about all that stuff, right? Facts. This dude, he's nerdy, but in a different type of way. And when you heard his, he heard his face, yo, dope. He's he's smacking his hand. He's like, yo, this is the hardest game I played. What? It, <laughs> it's it's snapping people out of what they normally play. Like I'm telling you, Metroid Dread, I feel might be the bridge in getting people to actually try legit like challenging games. Guaranteed. I think I think is that the one to be all like, what is speed running? What is sequence breaking? When you sit down and start thinking about like design decisions on like when you're in a room and you see enemies flying above. The, okay, so you you come in from the bottom left of the screen, right? Right. You're able to run up, and then you're you got like a platform to the left, one in the center, right. and a long platform along the top of the screen. Right. It's closed off. You can't get up there. So you're sitting there looking like, okay, I see enemies above that solid bar. How do I get up there? And when you look at it, you see some light shining through the bricks. And you be like, oh, hold on. Hit the B button. Bow. You shoot through that motherfucker. Then when you shoot through it, it's like, oh, this is the game. And it doesn't hold your hand, but it just slightly like guides your eyes to look for secrets. And once it does that from a game design level, your brain start working differently while you're playing. You go into like Batman detective mode. You just start literally looking at everything with the side eye. You double take, double, triple take everything you see because either it's an enemy about to jump on your ass or you might have the secret abilities that's going to just make you stronger as you find secrets. Right. Every secret is viable. This is one of the first games I... Actually, I'm 100% of it on normal. I'm about 70% through on hard because I just I had to take a break from it because right. I found myself becoming addicted to the gameplay. Wow. The loop itself, the gameplay loop for Metroid Dread is like just running down a hallway, hitting top speed, snapping shots at the enemies, sliding under them, parrying them. Like, the amount of tool set that they give Samus, she can whoop Doom Slayer's ass. She can yep. whoop Master Chief's ass. She okay. can whoop any nigga that's ever been in a suit. Robocop, him. <laughs> Jax, Mortal Kombat, all of them. Gotcha. Samus can whoop their ass from the beginning of the game. And I'll be real with that. Like her skill set, even wow. at the beginning of the game is just like, cause since you can sequence break, it proves like, yo, if you know, you can just slide through shit unfazed. Cause you already got the tool set to work. So you could skip around different sections by like cheese in certain control aspects because she controls so fucking perfectly. 
Metroid yeah. Dread is one of the best games I have ever played in my life. So I gotta buy Metroid Dread. I gotta, I gotta save some ends first. Mm-hmm. I gotta. Well, I, 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 I wholeheartedly. It's worth saving the money for to get. Yeah. Is is worth doing all of that shit? And like I said, I go by the emulator emissary. Mm-hmm. So you know where I stand on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been playing the game not only on my Switch because I did buy the game, but mm-hmm. I ripped that bitch. I bet you did. <laughs> and I can legally say I've been playing it on PC for that for that fact. Right. Whoo, boy, this bitch will unlock frame rate. Oh <laughs> 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 Can we talk about something real quick? Were you talking about that? Hit me. <laughs> yeah. First, I hope you good. But that it fucked me up. Like, think about like just how crispy. There's a tale of two Nintendos in the same company. Let's talk about it. That's, yes, it I is. I don't see anybody talking about this. Man. All I see is people saying Nintendo's the greatest company in the world, or Nintendo's the worst company in the world. Fact. Let's talk about this. Because of the success of the Switch, Nintendo can get weird now. Very. And I'm so happy about it. Now, yes, they're doing doing the emulation thing and they're charging $50 for ROMs you could have found, as a lot of YouTubers say, by uh, play the game by any means. But... <laughs> right. Right. But they're like, you know what? We're already... We're probably about to beat the Wii in sales. Let me put No More Heroes 3 as my header real quick. And just let me, drop uh, it. Let me make the most successful Metroid game we're probably going to ever make. Put it on a third-party developer... But, you know, let, let, let's give them a bone real quick. Give them the best Smash Brothers they ever had in life. Like, Nintendo with this Switch. It's the developers. It is the developers. But it's they're also letting the developers do what they do. Which is always proved successful. Honestly, like, that's that's the thing about Nintendo that confuses me. Because we'll have, like, Super Mario... <clears throat> 75. 3D... Land. Did you ever play Super Mario 3D Land on the 3DS? On the 3DS. I played it briefly. I didn't really vibe with it. Exactly. Let me tell you why. Because at this time, this is still when Iwata was with us. Right. This is when the corporate side of Nintendo and the developers was almost fighting back against each other. Yep. At this time frame, this is when the Wii U was doing so horribly that Iwata sacrificed 75% of his salary to make sure they didn't fire anybody from the company. That's ridiculous. That's why if anybody says anything now because they're trying to say, oh, the things that we're seeing now with the Switch was put in place by Iwata, that's false. Number one, what you have is Iwata came up with the brainchild of the Switch. Right. This, this, So the system and its functionality is what Iwata wanted. Me personally, with how easy it was to hack the Switch one, I believe Iwata did that. I bet. I bet you he did. I believe on the, like you say, the tale of two Nintendos. Yeah, there was. Iwata Spirit and the corporate entity known as the Yakuza. <laughs> I hear about that. Like these <laughs> niggas, that's what I believe the two sides of Nintendo is. Because you have decided me, I'm never going to say that I dislike the Nintendo brand and right. the, the actual symbolism that they have because... They don't have any actual... Even their villains are kind of good guys. Look at Wario Land. Right. In each game, he actually is trying to save the world from bullshit while being a little greedy. But he is (laughs) saving the world. And that's why I fuck with him. Like, why do you think um, 
Why do you think Waluigi ain't got no game? Because he don't have a he doesn't have like a strong character. Not on not only that, because I bet in their eyes, even with the party game, Waluigi outside of Wario is actually evil. Because you think the darkest series that they have is Sin and Punishment and Metroid. Now, we got the Xenoblade series and all of that. That's done by... Um, Monolith Soft? Yeah, Monolith Soft. So, so they're done. That's a whole separate inter- entity. Pokemon, we already know what that is. That's done by the Pokemon company and, and them guys. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they've actually let... Like, shit, Mario Odyssey... The only people that was on the team for Mario Odyssey that we know is Shigeru Miyamoto. Miyamoto, yep. Um, and I believe Koji Kondo was in there for in the background a little bit, but no, he I don't think he did that full soundtrack of music. Man, I don't think Koji did that one. For not him doing the whole whole for him not doing the whole thing, that soundtrack is phenomenal. Bro, Odyssey now that that that, that was my point right there. So oh, okay. That that's what was really cool about Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. You know that there are people that have played both that claim that they are their favorite entries into the franchise. And they're not made by... The veterans. Old guard, yes. They're not made by the veterans. They're stuck in their ways. They're stuck in their ways. Which proves one thing and one thing only, that number one, Nintendo does have a good eye for talent. They picked these kids up out of college and brought them on onto the development team for both games. Right. But in Japan. Right. That's number one. Their design philosophies have always been how fun can we make this? Right. Mario Odyssey is fun by Mario just triple hopping, throwing the hat. Like, he ain't got to fight no enemies. The nope. control system itself is fun as fuck. But Breath of the Wild Link actually is the only 3D Link to exist without like a, a non-conventional downward thrust from Zelda 2 NES. Dang. Twilight Princess Link has the move of a downward thrust, but an enemy has to be knocked down and then he has to pull the move off. Mm-hmm. Same with Wind Waker Link. Breath of the Wild Link just got to jump a little bit and he can bring a sword right down on the back of your neck. That combat system for Breath of the Wild alone, not even fuck with it, you can just... Hold L2, press um, press jump, which should be B, and the shield button at the same time, and Link will do a front flip and throw his shield under his feet, and you can just surf with your shield in, in Breath of the Wild 2. It's just so fun. On like, any hill. Like, and this is something, right? Because I like I, like I was telling you before, I'm, I, I've never played a, I've never beat a Zelda game, right? Oh, man. Let's talk about it. We got to catch you up. We got to catch you up. Let's Let's talk about it. I'll break down my whole philosophy. My dad grew me up with wrestling games and fighting games. Okay. I have a short attention span because of that. (laughs) I understand. that Now, that actually makes sense. That makes sense because, honestly, you're probably, you're, it's not that you're not good at puzzles. You're better at more complex puzzles at faster speeds. Correct. That's all that's all that is. So it's not that you're not good at puzzles, it's just a different kind of puzzle. So it's a right. it's a perception shift. So this is what happened to me. I was playing fighting games religiously, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter at the time, mm-hmm. Eternal Champions. I was playing those games along with Sonic, Speed, 
Speed, speed, speed. Right. Zelda. I came in at Zelda 1 and 2 on the NES. Right. Zelda 2 is my personal favorite Zelda, period, outside of Ocarina and them, just because of, they're just really? great games. Zelda 2 NES, 2D Zelda 2. Not a lot of puzzles, if any, but a lot of riddles. Mm. Combat is is real time. Downward thrust. You got um, high and low strikes. And if you're not striking, that's how you guard. But you can guard high and low with your shield. Zelda 2 NES is, by standard today, what Dark Souls is based off of. The entire gameplay engine. Um, any game that has any kind of difficulty in RPG stats came from Zelda 2. I never thought of it like that. Zelda 2 is the originator of that extra hard, fuck how you feel, I'm not holding your hand gameplay. But it was also extremely fast-paced if you knew how to survive a lot of the enemy encounters, even without the necessary equipment. And I'm not talking about glitches either. I'm talking about actual, like combat and avoidance skill pattern recognition and that's what comes at you in a faster pace with fighting games and stuff like that but this is zelda still that's crazy and that's where the design elements of it like really hits different to where if you start with zelda 2 and work your way through the lore that way it'll yeah. it'll it, it'll it's almost like you're training yourself to to fuck with the different levels because going from Zelda 2 to Link to the Past. Link to the Past goes back to Zelda 1 style, top down, but it's still extremely fast paced. The game is huge as shit. Like there's at least like 30, 40 hours on the Super Nintendo cartridge. Think about that shit. That's Lord. That is insane. That's what 32 megabytes type like like a space. Like that's fucking insane to think about. I don't even think they use that much space on that one. No, they don't even I use all like of it. 16? Yep. It was like 16. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you think you got access to all this space and a lot of it was used for music. They wanted to actually make the instruments boom and shit. That soundtrack on the Super Nintendo was no bitch either. Shit. <laughs> that was and no... That thing had hands. <laughs> and that's one thing... Sega people... That sounds like I'm discriminating against Sega people. <laughs> you look like your Sega ass nigga. <laughs> no, actually, philosopher... Let's talk about this because I don't want to think about it now. Mm-hmm. SCS and Genesis are sample-based producers versus creating your own synthesizers. Facts. As a production. Big facts. I'm a sample-based producer. I didn't realize that the Super the Super Nintendo used samples, but until I got older, Super Nintendo music is my music, right? Mm-hmm. I told you, Dragon Ball games, whatever. I played the Dragon Ball games to death. My dad imported those from Japan. But not only that, you got, like you said, Zelda. You got Turtles in Time, Cowabunga. Yep. You had, uh, who, what else? There's a whole bunch Pizza of Pizza Time. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then you got the, uh, have you played Gundam Wing Endless Duel? Um, I played and actually still have, it was on PS2. Uh, hold on, let me pull out the, um, I'm pulling out like, the, the roller decks real quick. Let me, I want to get the name right. You need to play, though, Endless Duel on the Super Famicom tonight by any means. <laughs> I Look at that game. It as is a Mobile Suit Gundam Journey to Jaburo. 
Ooh. On the PS2. I'm trying to see if I can get the disc in this this footage right quick. I'm gonna send you a picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. This disc looks fucking crazy still to this day. Gundam, yeah, Mobile Suit Gundam Journey to Jabiro. This shit was, oh man, this disc is still sexy as hell. Damn, that was a crazy game. And now that I got this case open, I got all the PS2 games here in my face. Street Fighter EX3, what's up? Man, no, let's go back. <laughs> real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Because me and uh, Mav were talking about it. Me, Mav, and who was AO? We were talking about it in the, the chat, right? Okay. Street Fighter EX's soundtrack. Hit. Oh my god. They like, hit. Gameplay wise, two look, uh, like two plays better. But everything about one, that character select music, mm-hmm. Guile's theme with Strange Sunset. Oh, mm-hmm. my oh my god. It all hit different. It was like, oh wait. Goodness. And then, wait, what were y'all doing the in the, the studio? <laughs> right you see the beginning of the game you got ryu in 3d doing hadouken that's what really fucked us up seeing these 2d characters in 3d models and oh. i believe that's where capcom fucked up capcom should have left the 3d animation for that series and let akira do whatever they wanted to do with that and they should have just stayed with hand-drawn or pixel art get why they did it though like if you talk about contextually their 2D games were dying. The last game they had before Street Fighter 4 was Fighting it, Evolution, which is garbage. <laughs> see, that that's why it was dying. Because they were doing they were starting to do garbage shit. It's not that the meat it's not that it was dying. Do you know think about how powerful the PlayStation 2 was, right? right. The PS2 is on, almost on the same level as a Dreamcast when it comes to, and Dreamcast is powerful as shit. <clears throat> Especially right. for arcade conversions, like it's powerful as shit. It's ridiculous powerful like these companies didn't actually take care of what the power level that they gave them these niggas was trying to make enter the matrix um shit when you got goddamn like crash nitro cart i feel like they could have added so much more to that just in lieu of the original one fucking how they fuck up no one lives forever on ps2 i don't know that's one of my favorite games ever Man, man, damn, I got and it's just like it's not that they couldn't do it because if you keep talking about Arc System Works, right? Mm, They could pull it off. Have you played Fist of the North Star on the PS2? Yes, yeah, that game. And this is like that shit, God Hand. Oh my goodness, those kind of Uh, games can actually like they could be pulled off with such different and fully realized like. The vision of it, the foot, right. the, the fact that they were able to figure these things out was like, okay, y'all got a disparity between design elements. Y'all don't know what to do. And I just feel like sixth generation kind of was like that because that's when 3D got good, right, for the most mm-hmm. part. Smooth textures finally and not a lot of jaggies and they were like... <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's like people were so caught up in that part. I feel like we were talking about this before. The more realistic stuff got, the work—I won't say the worse it got, but the better graphics got, the worse old school versions of those games got. If that makes sense. Yeah. Street Fighter Five, because we keep talking about Street Fighter, because it always come back. To it, it's always gonna come back. Yeah. yeah. Street Fighter Five's particle effects, lighting, colors mm-hmm. looks phenomenal, and then you look at the models, and you're just like, "Why did you do that?" 
It's like you were so so close with these environments. Like, just imagine if it was like the art style that they had in four wasn't bad. I like the ink outline and the way like whenever you hit the focus attacks, that black mark. It was like it was a comic book still. They were still pulling that that um ultimate Marvel, that Marvel three art style, which is a good art style. Comic book, like obviously that works there. Right. But it's just like there is no art style for five. It's just Unreal Engine, I think. I don't think that they need to be making games in that motherfucking RE engine and stop playing. They need to put Man. that Resident Evil remake two and three in Resident Gorgeous. Evil Village. This is some of the best games I've ever seen in my life. I mean that legitimately. Devil May Cry Fat. I don't think I've ever seen face models be that crispy. No, like we, I feel like we're almost peaking at how good we can make games look. And that's where it's like, you're, you're exactly that. I feel like the visuals, we got the visuals. Now let's build on these me. motherfucking Give me mechanics. Gameplay. Give me gameplay. Build on I'm these re- mechanics. I'm a wrestling nut. You know I'm a wrestling nut. Yep. Right? When that 2K15 launched those screenshots, I, I remember. I have them still saved in my iCloud. I remember. I was like, these are some of the best looking game. I was like, this game about to be fired. And then the gameplay came out. Mm-hmm. It fucked it all up. And it took them till 19 to make a good game. That's sick. That's sickening. Now, now 19, let's not, let's not, let's not pull its punches. It's a top 10 wrestling game, like, of all time. Is it the same as the fast stuff we played when we were little? No. Mm -mm. But if you're talking about, like, doing five-star, watching, watching AEW matches, you can do them, and you can do them really well in, in those games. I was playing with last night. Nice. But like when you're talking about gameplay, which is why AEW they got Ukes back, they got Akai back. You remember Akai from the N64? They actually got the AKI engine. They did get yes, it back. They did okay, dude. So they got Ukes who did Here Come the Pain. They're they're building on the Here Come the Pain engine, and then they got the head developer from the Akai games to oversee everything. Okay, so that means that we that they got. Um... They need to stop playing and bring in the advancements they made for Def Jam into that. Because I still feel Def Jam Fight for New York's fighting engine as a fighting game. Yeah, as a fighting game, too. Yeah. Like like that as a wrestling slash fighting slash just like all these different fighting styles. That execution was unparalleled. And I don't know why in the hell they won't. Like that engine. Why did you go to Icon from something so refined, so tight? And I just played I played that whole story mode literally like three months ago. <laughs> it's so good. Like, he kept dying. Were you playing <laughs> it on, on hard or normal? I'm bad at games, so I play everything on normal. Smart, smart, because it's hard as shit. <laughs> oh, no. So the 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 Joey Crack fight oh my God, in the cage. Mm-hmm. And you you and I'm take a look at my life. Oh my god. And he started blazing. I'm like, I don't want to die today. And then the sticky fingers fight mm. in the fire. Literally the last foundation. Boy, that fight was sticky. Oh my god. That, la- that last, I'll say, quarter of the game is just unnecessarily hard. Let's it is. Play. It is. And Snoop wasn't no Snoop, bitch either. He fight no Snoop. No, no, no. I had to cheese the game to beat Snoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snoop was crazy as hell. He just grab your head, start throwing it against the window. I was like, oh man, I can't move. 
I can't do nothing. And then like years later, after I'm actually like a fully realized Joe Budden fan as a rapper, yep. realizing that Joe Budden had the final boss fight theme fucks me up. That still fucks oh, me it? up to this day. Bro, that final boss, when you're going up against Snoop, that's um Joe, that's Joe's song Walk With Me from his first album. And it's the instrument it's the instrumental to that shit. So that's Joe Budden on the final boss music of Def Jam Fight for New York. That shit is hard. I don't even think he know that shit. I don't think he knows. He he caught up in himself too much about stuff that he did. Mm -hmm. Like, dude. He became a little too self-aware. Yeah, the the issue is, like, if if he just kept on track, like, he would have been a legend, like, up there. Mm -hmm. But there's a few things. And now we're talking about rap. Yeah. (laughs) He can rap his behind off. I don't think he can make good songs, personally. I... I didn't think he could make good songs until I heard No Love Lost. Well, I just... I also, when I heard I, that, I was just like, okay. And Ra- Rage and The Machine, that's when it kind of switched for me to where it's like, Joe's just a good rapper to where he can be a good songwriter too. It was those last two albums that he put out. Those are the last two, I feel, that everything else, you could leave a take. Like, he got some bars here and there with a lot of his older shit, but... No love lost and rage in the machine. Those two. That niggas. Man. That niggas different. <laughs> He's an animal. That nigga different when it comes to like. With Drake too. That funny is that's comedy. He he dropped four disses against this man. Four, for no it reason. Foolish. It was foolish, but they were fired though. <laughs> Fucking snap. For no reason. Honestly, with all this shit that Drake doing, nah, let me stop talking about that, man. I'm scared of Drake, to be real. We're gonna leave it alone. That nigga Drake different, bro. We're gonna talk, leave it alone. I love his music, but uh I don't. I do not fuck with that nigga. Once you get to that level of status, you gotta be different, whether for good or bad. You're not once wrong you about that. that. Yeah, once you that popular, you you gotta be doing something. But anyway, well, let's get back to these games here. Get on these oh, cartridges. Real quick. I was going to surprise you with them, but I got them. Oh, I can't tell you don't here. I'm going to send you something. There we go. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you uh, later. Okay. I'll okay. Care. I got you. I got you. You know. Uh, now now I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it. It, it. It's reminiscent of what you told me on the phone. Okay. But I, I can't tell you on air. That's all. I got you. I got you. All right. <laughs> I got you. We'll plead the um, fifth. Put a pin in it. <laughs> I, I got to plead all the fifths. But, yeah, man, like, video games mean a lot to me. Uh, I don't play them as much now because I'm just, I'm tired most of the time because of work. And, like, that's a big thing. You carve too. out time. And, like, they, they mean a lot to me, but they don't mean no, enough for me to, like, force myself to play them, if that makes sense. Because I get home at, like, 10, 11. Hey, man, it's like, like, dude, you got to make sure that you are physically able to do some of the things like that. That's why it's, like, to cut to carve out time is much right. healthier. But even if right. you're still tired, go get some sleep over this shit. It's like, right. I'm, I love games to the point to where I do got my time to play. Like, after we get done doing this, I'm going to be mm. running some shit for a majority of today because I'm off. And after I'm done editing this and putting this together, it's game time for me. But as soon as I feel tired, even if it's middle of the day, I'm taking a fucking nap. 
<laughs> and you actually inspired me because now I'm about to go play some games. Like, I haven't played games. I haven't been excited to play games. Right. In months. Same thing with making beats. I make beats when I feel like it. I have obligations. People are asking me to do things. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm just so tired. But we're now, still human at the end of the day. We in the workforce and shit. We actually, like, legit, con- we are contributing member- members of this society. Right. So it's like, yeah, no, we still got to rest and refuel and all that shit, but our passions are our passions and we are serious about them shits. Exactly. You're right. Period. Yes, sir. That is key. Something I'm wearing. It's all going, it's going to hit you, man. Like I tell you, like perseverance, number one, is a thing like just stay on track with your your personal goals mm. when, when once you like once you just start hitting that train to where it's like you know what you want to work towards mm-hmm. god gonna make a way god's gonna make a way for you to get get access to what you need to learn he gonna put some lessons in your way to make sure you figure out how to move in certain situations you just got to read the room and read yourself and keep working that's it get rest when you can drink water and keep working that's the key you know you spoke a word right there, right? Was that? You spoke a word right there. That actually made... That's something I've learned. I'm learning. Let me never say I learned. Like, it's over. This year, I I thought I shouldn't be in a room for a lot of this stuff. That has happened to me this year. Right? Right. But it's stuff I've wanted since I was younger. And you talk about God making a way. And it's like... Why am I here? I'm not supposed to be here. There are people who make better beats than me. I don't know how to do production. I only make beats every once in a while or whatever. Right. It's that passion that shines through, man. Like, you can hear the amount of love you have for the art within it. Like, the skill set is even there as well. Because there's some folks that come in that just make some make some trash, but they'll be cool people. And then right. so they'll be around for that. And there's those of us that's literally been around because there have not only been skill growth, but the show of perseverance that you ain't just gonna give up because your views ain't hit some mm. s- some some thing and all that shit. And then like it took me I've been making music for at least 15 years now. Seriously. Okay. And when it came to how it all started, it was just all a thing with my friends in a garage trying to get popular in high school. That was right. number one thing of why we even started doing it in the first place. After a few of us realized that, oh, hold up, we can actually rap, we just started trying to figure out how to even do that in the first place. Like, the right. skill of it, how breath control, execution of, of certain bars. What do we even want to talk about? And I just paid attention to everybody around me and what roles they took. And I never was able to do that chameleon thing to where I could blend into somebody else's shit. I always wanted to just do what I personally felt was right. Cause if I felt if I would be out of place, if I did other people's shit. So the formulation of that, I literally listened to that voice in my head that was telling me already. Number one, fit in some video game shit in here. And this is before I even heard of infinite and street fighter three. So this is before right. all of that shit before I played Adventure and heard Knuckles, Punk, all that shit, before all of that, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to make these bars fit in 
with my passions. Right. And after a while, it was just getting to the point to where we was using auto-tune, really horrible shit. It was horrible, bro. It was oh. fucking horrible. But the growth of all of it was so worth all of those songs that we made, and I still got access to all of them, and they are just listening to them as funny as hell. Hearing that progression from then to now, it's like you're you're literally listening to my growth as a human being while also figuring out what to do with the music thing. I just never stopped because God said don't. Right. So it wasn't like a thing of, oh, I'm only making music. No, I'm working full-time jobs, taking care of a house, trying to make sure I put food on the table, making sure we financially stable, um, learning, going to school, doing all that shit at once. And the music ended up kind of becoming a diary. Um, but then I started telling the stories and blending a whole bunch of shit together just in real time. And I never put a lot of thought into, oh, this song is supposed to be this way. Mm-mm. I normally just record shit, let it flow out, master it, write it down, might re-record it. But other than that, I don't put yeah. super deep thought into it. And that skill set just came the sound just came and it was all while I was living regular life. I just pray every night before I go to sleep, ask for forgiveness every day in my life if I need to and literally just listen to that voice, man. And I, I feel like most of us got that voice. I know there's people that don't have that voice for real, like for real, for real, that don't have that inner voice or that voice is telling them the inverse of what I'm hearing. Don't do nothing. Don't fuck all that. Just do Try to be good, drink water, and honor all words that you speak with your mouth. Yes, sir. Stay true to yourself type shit. And that, bro, when I tell you, the shit that I put out right now can possibly change the course of a lot of shit, but I don't promote it like that. It's more for people to find because since I already have other outlets and I support all of this through my actual work, I don't right. really care who see it. That's why there's no censors. I don't take no sponsorships. Been offered sponsorships. Almost signed a deal for Twitch in 2015. Um, okay. Almost really? signed this deal. This dude tried to sign me and my homie. We did a. We had a, a really, really, really crazy stream set up. Used to, it was called Gaming Real, and we would literally just hop on. It's like the early days of my PC build, and we would mm. just talk shit for a few hours. Um, play games and our chemistry because this is my best friend that I did this with yeah. me and this man the way we could play off each other's energy is I gotta I'm gonna send you a link to it later it's funny as hell truly truly comedic gold none of it was written all of it was ad-libbed and just natural conversation but it was funny as shit and we almost got signed for it and through that happening I, I was able to peek through the veil into the industry and how it worked and I backed out I was like well, this I don't want to sell my soul like that. My dad, my dad told me that. Uh, he's like, whatever you do, or how big you get, don't sign up a contract. Right? Nope. And but we know people in the music industry. If they're in that industry, and that's how they make the money. I, I think, I think they're really good for that, and they're built for that. If that makes sense. Facts, because there's some folks that's literally built for it that. And it's not even a sacrifice thing. Like, there are sacrifices that you would have to make for it. And, like, let's take this whole COVID era. There are some niggas who are contractually obligated to go and perform, which means that they're contractually obligated to go do that. 
That means they're contractually mm-hmm. obligated to get the vaccine or they lose all their fucking money. They're, right. They, they got to get certain visas to travel certain places. And now they're withheld under pressure. They ain't got no way to just sit down. That's another right. thing that's happening, too. Um, and that's the whole thing about them contracts. And may, whenever you speak certain things with, with words, mm-hmm. you got to like contractually obligate yourself to stand by your own words. That got to right. be an inner thing that you do. Now, that's something I had to work on as a man. And knowing that if I had to sign a contract, I don't like to listen to certain rules because I know that they're not good for me. They only benefit somebody else on the other side of that paper. Right. Right. So instantly, I'm already like, I'm going to need my people to read through this before I sign a fucking thing. Fuck you. Exactly. Period. I'm not doing we, none of that. We, we can even talk about the, uh, talk about nerds and music. Mm-hmm. Talk about Wu-Tang, right? Ooh. They were brothers. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they became brothers after RZA did everything, but like he didn't do everything, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then him and uh, what's that boy? Divine screwed them all over. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't read the contract. Yep. They're just dudes who want to make some music and make money off the music. They didn't read the contract. And, and now every. I think they still in litigation about that shit, too. They are. And, and RZA, RZA, he's sitting pretty. The other ones, I'm, I'm pretty sure they got a decent amount of money, but they ain't like balling as much as RZA, because RZA's the one doing all the business moves. That's right. right? Yeah, because RZA got a lot of sponsorships. <laughs> he, he the one who did the Screlly album. He the one who did all these deals. He built for that. Right. And mm. other dudes, you can clearly tell, like they deal with it. But they, they that's not what they want to do at all. You can tell, like, a lot of them don't even want to be in the spotlight. Look at who showed up for Dave Chappelle. Right. That's all you really got to see. Like, who was in the skits? Who was actually physically there? And, yeah, who was who was making moves visibly? Like, who could you actually see? And that tells the story right there. Who's still dropping music right now? Right. That should let you know exactly, like, who, who wanted to do what and be where. And... It is crazy as hell. What what type of music they make? How they make it? Like, I haven't told nobody this, but my next goal, I don't know when, I don't know how, I want to make a beat for Ghostface. That's what I want to do. Ooh, that's a good one. Shoot, and man, just get to get start start looking for them PR teams and start sending emails, man. I know. Well, it's gonna happen. But I want to do it on my own terms. <laughs> I understand. Like. The good thing about being a producer, for the most part, you make the beat and you send it. Like, there's not, it's not that's as much. That's true. I, I don't, I don't mix or master. I don't do any of that stuff. I make the beat, y'all clear it. That's there you go. Business. But that, that's literally my only, because all of my other I goals. I like that goal. All of my other goals are pretty much met. Literally starting with the VPC. Like, my goal, all of my goals have been met right now. Okay. Now the VPC actually changed my life too, but like, yeah, that all yeah, that VPC shit has been, it's been hmm? really wild. I said I, I know that VPC shit been wild as hell. I've been looking at it from the outside in, and yeah, I've been listening to all the entries. That shit is is always been a sight to see that many folks in one place that's that talented. It's fucking insane. But also this this year apparently was one of the best years to do it. Now let's let's keep it a buck. I was working. I didn't get to listen to most of these people. I'm listening to listen to people I like. I was already fans of or what have you. Right. 
but it was just me and Storyville just making music. And he is in the music industry, so he's engineering and mixing and stuff like that. So like, okay, he so, so he, he barely got time, right? So he barely got time for that. Like he's doing this just as like a like a joke type of thing, like a fun. This is this is a side mission, yeah. Right, and like he was like, I want to do this. I want to rap. I haven't rapped in a long time. I'm like, cool. I'll make beats for you. So I was making beats and doing all this stuff, and he was busy. I was busy at work. It was like one of the most busy times we had at work. And I'm like, I'm just making music to make music. I'm not trying to win this. Nothing else like that. Well, at first, at first, at first, I was like, I'm gonna win this, and then I started getting criticized, and I'm like, mm. my beats. There's two things. It was twofold. The criticism wasn't always fully constructive. I understand. But, I understand. but also my my beats, they were cool for what they were. Because I just got my beat machine like two months before I started the VPC. <laughs> That's the first time I ever used like a DAW and all this other stuff. Nice. So then I'm like, you know, I'm going to prove these people wrong. I learned how to chop. I'm like, okay. We're going to do this. You know what I mean? And it, it changed my life. The whole thing changed my life. All my goals have been met because of that. I got to work with Storyville. That's heavy. And then now me, you are part of, part of the gang now. Right, Not man. Lafayette, yeah, we, are, we in there 100% now. Like, that's legitimate. I got to go ahead and start making some graphics for that shit. Yeah, man. Did you have any other topics you wanted to lay down before we get out of here? Um, not really. I pretty much said everything I wanted to say to you. Same here, same <laughs> here. Yeah, no, because if we got anything else, we can always make this a part two or whatever. And um, yeah, man, I do appreciate having you on here. And yeah, next time we got some some more fighting game stuff coming up. I'm gonna have you on, so we're gonna talk some more about that later as well. Yeah, off the grid, we need to, we need to uh, we need to be run some sets, dude. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree because I'm about to get Fight K reset up and a whole bunch of other stuff. So however we can link up and play, bro, we're gonna figure it out. We make it work. Yes, sir. We always do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, my man. I'm gonna go ahead and. Go ahead and take us out of here. Let me hit the intermissions and talk my shit. Hold up. Go and look at it. Go check it out. You ain't got to donate or nothing. Just go look at it. Go look at that Patreon. Go look at it. Just go take a gander. It's cool. Exclusive content. I'm trying to tell you. All right. And we out of here in tres, dos, uno. Peace. Gone.